Week 8 is in the books. Welcome everyone to the official European League of Football podcast with Jennifer Bex and Tim Hans-Wedemenke, the ELF reporter. Tim, hello and how are you? Hey Jenny, what's up? I'm pretty good and honestly, I'm still amazed by what we saw on Saturday. The Rams mm -hmm. won their first game at home against the Barcelona Dragons. Tim, you and I, we both picked the wrong team, like most likely 99.9% did, I'm sure. Yeah, Isaiah I would Green. Say, yeah. One, one, I would say 100% picked this game <laughs> wrong, actually. It, it, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Isaiah Green, the new quarterback from the Istanbul Rams, he also became the uh, CHEO MVP in Week 8, and he will be my guest on the official European League of Football show. I'm actually very much looking forward to getting to know him and talking to him about that last game. But first, it's time for our podcast. And after our game recap, Blake Nelson from the Vienna Vikings, he is joining the podcast for an interview. So also excited about that. But Tim, I would say we are starting with the first game from week eight, which was, as we said, the biggest upset of the season so far. And I'm saying it again, and it still sounds a bit unusual. The Istanbul Rams won this game against the Barcelona Dragons with 19 to 22 Overall, Tim, what do the stats say about this game? Let's start with the Dragons. Where I mean, and why dive, did they lose this game? Yeah, let's dive, <laughs> let's dive right into this game. Let's uh, dive I would in even it. say and go, go that far that I would say it was the upset of the European League of Football history um, <laughs> uh, in, this, in those first two seasons because no one really experienced something like, like this win of the Istanbul Rams. 0-6 form, formally going against the Barcelona Dragons, now 5-2. Um, exactly. You said it. Uh, the Rams won 22 to to 19 against the Barcelona Dragons, and um, yeah, let's dive right into it. I mean, the Rams' offense really was was rolling on the ground with the quarterback Isaiah Green uh, having 20 carries, 103 rushing yards, and one touchdown. Also, uh, Turkish running back Tahak Chokadar with uh, 19 carries for 55 yards and one touchdown. So the Rams' offense was really going, and also their yeah. new American wide receiver um, Tyron Robinson. With five catches for 85 yards, um, he he would have uh, had an, a 40-yard touchdown reception that was called back because of a penalty. But uh, yeah, the Rams' offense is finally going. Yeah, out of a sudden, out of nowhere, and also, I mean, a lot of new players had just joined the team. I'm I'm also amazed by by this quick preparation time that they had. Yeah. But they did it. But then, on the other hand, the Dragons they made a few mistakes. They gathered some penalties. So mm -hmm. where and why did, did they lose this game? Because Zach, Ad Zach Edwards played good as always, didn't he? Right. I mean, you have to you have to split Edwards per per uh, performance in two parts actually. So looking at the pass at the passing game, uh, quarterback Zach Edwards had twenty two out of uh, out of thirty eight, two hundred fifteen passing yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, just just sacked once. But on the yeah. on the on the on the uh, on the other side, if you look at the running game, he only had six carries for twenty six yards, and that's really really a uh, few yards for uh, for a quarterback Zach Edwards who usually has like fifty. 50 plus yards on the ground so the Istanbul Rams really stopped him and the overall rushing game with running back Jimenez with two carries and only 13 yards so um, the Rams really shut down the Barcelona Dragons running game and also the Barcelona Dragons com committed a lot of penalties that ended up being first downs for the Istanbul Rams uh, offensive yeah. side so those are reasons that uh, why the Istanbul Rams uh, got away with the upset over the Barcelona Dragons. Yeah, they just remained calm and cool, and and they mm -hmm. played the game. And um, what what about the? You already mentioned that the Rams' defense was was also doing a good job. 
So let's move over to the Dragons defense. I mean, it was four sacks, six tackle follows, one interception, one pass breakup. Compared to previous games, how would you rate this performance from I mean, the Dragons? Still, they had a great per, uh, performance over over uh, overall. But still, if you look at um, the penalties, I, I actually mentioned that um, the penalties yeah. roughing the passer against Green. I think it was twice, and then um, also a false a false starts. All all things coming together for the uh, Boston Red Dragons actually. Um, made the Istanbul Rams even better on the offensive side and also on the defensive side. So um, the Dragons' uh, defense did not play um, their best game, uh, but they will bounce back, I guess, in week in week nine. We will actually talk about that in a few minutes. But, um, yeah, it, it still was a great game, but uh, they really didn't bring the A game and weren't that disciplined in this game against the Istanbul Rams. Yeah. Would you say they underestimated the Rams? Is it yep. is is it is it definitely. as simple as that? Yeah, yep, def definitely. I mean, playing against an 06 team on on the road, yeah. I think they they actually went in went into this game thinking, okay, we 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 will actually be six and one after week eight. But um, then the then the Rams came out. Isaiah is Green, Chokdar, Robinson, they all ch showed showed out, and then um, yeah, got the upset win over the Barcelona Dragons. Yeah. And it was very hot in Istanbul. Do you know anything about the temperature? And Michael Sam, he he even collapsed uh, on the field, but he's fine. Mm -hmm. So so that's good. But it was it was hot out there. It was hot, def definitely. And as you said, Michael Sam is uh, doing doing well. Um, uh, he actually passed out because of the heat, um, but he's yeah. now doing doing well. And uh, no, so far I just know that it was a really really hot game. Uh, but it's uh, I think that's just usual in Ju in Ju July in Istanbul, yeah. right in Turkey. So exactly. Um, yeah, it was just like it was a really really hot game. Yeah, and actually it was pretty hot. I don't know if everywhere, but it was definitely pretty warm in Duisburg as well. Uh, shall we move mm -hmm. over to the next game? Yeah, dude. Let's let's okay. let's go over to the game of the week on Pro Z Max. Exactly. So it was Ryan Fire playing against the Sea Devils. I was there together with nearly seven thousand eight hundred fans, and again mm -hmm. the atmosphere was great. The stadium and the Ryan Fire fans are special and so passionate about this team and the game and the cheerleaders, and it was just great. But the game was won by Hamburg, so unfortunately, uh, Ryan Fire lost the home game. And uh, Hamburg played against their former quarterback, Jadrian Clark. Uh, that mm -hmm. must have been special for the Sea Devils defense, I'm yep, sure. But so. first of all, also, Matt Adam will get well soon. We hope to see you again. And uh, yeah, now, Tim, the game. It uh, was won by the Sea Devils with 40 to 16. Uh, they dominated the Rhine Fire again, didn't they? Yep, and uh, they actually dominated the Ryan Fire on the underground. Just looking at the Sea Devils rushing game or running game, uh, Glenn Tungas uh, again with 20 carries, not 93 yards and two shot, uh, two touchdowns. 12 of their 19 fir first downs came came just over the running game and seven yeah. over the passing game. So um, you just saw again that they that, that the Sea Devils are a really dominant uh, running game, uh, have a really dominant yeah. running game in the European League of Football. Yeah, and also quarterback Cisse, he has improved since the ble uh, since the beginning of the season, hasn't he? And yep. he's been coached by John definitely. Shub, who has a long NFL history. I think mm -hmm. we can see that. Yeah, def definitely. I mean, he had uh, 12 out of 18 passes, 166 passing yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions, which is, which is really great for a homegrown quarterback not making that mistakes. And uh, he also had two rushing touchdowns. And uh, yeah, he just yeah. Uh, capped off a really, really great win uh, for the Hamburg Seals in a dominating fashion. Yeah, but I mean, they have a lot of weapons on, on both sides. What other yep. players stood out? Uh, who, who can you name here? 
I mean, on the defensive side, defensive tackle, his will, Albua, with um, four total tackles, um, half a tackle for loss and one and a half sacks. He had a great game on the on the interior defensive line. And um, yeah, the Seahawks defense over, overall had a really get, great game with four sacks, six yes. tackles for loss, one forced fumble, two interceptions, four pass breakups, one, one block field goal actually also. So the Seahawks were really like a never ending list. Of the ball. Yeah, really. <laughs> Yeah, but well, we 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 know we know how strong the Sea Devils defense is. Um, let's move over to to Rheinfire then. I would mm -hmm. say, how did Clark play in his first European League of Football game in year two? I mean, he had a rough first outing against his former team. Yeah. Uh, only twelve <laughs> out of twelve out of twenty five passes, then one interception, zero passing touchdowns, zero running touchdowns, and one hundred thirty eight passing yards. Um, but against a really, really good Sea Devils um, defense. So I think he will have a better game against the Boston Dragons in week nine uh, this coming week. But um, we will have to see how he will per perform with his um, weapons outside. Um, if you look at the wide receivers, for example, wide receiver uh, Nathaniel Robertel with uh, three catches for 51 yards, he's always good for a long, long catch and a long bomb. But um, still... He wasn't really in the game um, with Clark and um, then also the starting um, backup quarterback starting the game for uh, for Ryan Fire. So uh, it was a rough outing first for um, quarterback Jaden Clark. Yeah, yeah. And sp and uh, still f focusing on the uh, offense, shout out to fullback Patrick Birch. He yep. again scored the only offensive touchdown for the team. Yeah, again, I mean, uh, <laughs> again, now this was the second time that Patrick Perch actually actually scored the scored the lone touchdown for the Ryan Fire in a game. So uh, on yeah. the on the on the offensive side, yeah. But Ryan Fire has announced a few roster moves after that game, so let's see how they are going to fight back in Week Nine. But what mm -hmm. about the Ryan Fire defense at that game against the Sea Devils? I mean, defensive back Williams had had still is still playing on a really high high level with uh, nine total tackles, one tackle for loss, uh, one tackle for loss, and one pass breakup. But he also had a kickoff return touchdown right before halftime against the Sea Devils that uh, really uh, had a spark for the Ryan Fire offense and Ryan Fire team in team uh, in uh, in uh, in general. But uh, I would say that uh, their their defense had a rough game against a really good Sea Devils offense that because the Seals were just uh, um, uh, they were just pounding the rock um, with with the running game. Uh, they had zero sacks against Cisay, five tackles for loss still, but only three pass breakups. So um, Ramfire really has to bounce back as a team against the Boston Dragons yeah. in Week Nine. Yeah. Well, we will see if that's gonna happen. It's uh, not gonna get boring, that's for sure. Shall we move over to the third game? Yeah. Let's let's go eight? into the Battle of Austria. Exactly, the Vikings. Austrian battle. And uh, well, I would say this week was more obvious than last time. The game between the Vienna Vikings and the Raiders Tirol was dominated by the Vikings and won with 13 to 29. Tim, who can stop the Vikings this season? The Rams, maybe. Maybe, <laughs> maybe the Rams with, a, with an even bigger upset. But um, I would say the only <laughs> team that uh, winning, or I could imagine winning against the Vienna Vikings, would be the Hamburg Sea Devils with a great defense yeah. and a great offense. Um, maybe we, we will see both teams in the championship game in Klagenfurt yeah. um, this, this September. But um, could That sounds realistic from yeah, what we maybe. see right now and what we have seen so far. Mm -hmm. But, um, I mean, I would say if you look at the offensive stats for the Vienna Vikings, I mean, quarterback Ertmann yeah. with a great game again. I mean, he actually threw for two picks but had three passing touchdowns, over 300 yards passing and 16 rushing yards. He had a great game. Um, again, running back Anton Wigan for the Vienna Vikings, home, homegrown 
Austrian running back with uh, 15 carries for 100 for 100 rushing yards, uh, no touchdowns. But uh, if, if you look at the wide receivers, um, Jordan Bua, Boiler, they had really really good games, each with each with one touchdown and over 80 uh, receiving yards. So the the Vienna Vikings offense is rolling. And um, if you compare that yeah. to the Raiders offense with uh, quarterback Sean Shelton, he had a great game. Uh, I mean, he had 21 out of 38. Um, Passes, then 298 passing yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, and their new running back, Okpalobi, with uh, 11 carries for 17 yards, but one touchdown. And as a receiving running back, catching three passes for 65 yards and 82 total yards uh, over overall. Uh, he was the uh, American coming in for um, running back Logan. Um, and, um, yeah, he had a great game. And also wide receiver Meyer with four catches and 66 yards. So the Raiders and Vikings really have a great, uh, have great offenses, but the, yeah. I think the difference lies within the defense. Wouldn't you think? Okay. Jenny? So let's talk about, yeah, let's talk about the defense because when looking at the Vikings defense, I see another long list here, five sacks, 12 tackle for loss, two forced fumble, one forced, uh, one fumble recovery, one interception, eight pass breakups and two quarterback hits. Right. <laughs> yeah, why that's are a long the Vikings list. so strong? That's a long list. I mean, if if you look at the pass pass rush, they really formed a great duo with um, defensive lineman or defensive end Blake Nelson and defensive end Leon Barlock. Um, Nelson with uh, six total tackles, four and a half tackles for loss, just for just for him, just for himself, for minus twenty six yards, three sacks for minus twenty three yards, and one forced fumble. He will be on this podcast later on. Um, yes, and he he had a great game, but also he was accompanied by um, defensive end Leon Balog, Austrian defensive end. He had actually attended the NFL International Comma in 2021 with yeah. uh, six tackles, um, uh, six total tackles, four tackles for loss, for minus 22 yards, two sacks for minus 18 yards. So those two pass rushes for the Vikings had a really really good game against the Raiders. Yeah, and then Raiders defense. What can you tell us about them? They have to be more uh, disciplined, actually. I mean, with only zero sacks against Erdman, that's you, you actually cannot do that against Erdman and the Vienna Vikings offense if you don't set them under under any pressure. Um, but they yeah. had five quarterback hits, but Erdman got got rid of, got rid of the ball um, at the at the end there, and um, two tackles for loss overall, two interceptions, five pass breakups, two block field goals, or one uh, block field goal, one block P, uh, PAT. Uh, but uh, one player that stood out on the Raiders' defensive side was defensive back Dominique Shelton with two interceptions and three total tackles. So he picked off uh, Jackson Erdman twice, which is, which is really unusual. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they are a great team. That's that's for sure. But the Vienna Vikings are, well, they, they are looking too strong at the moment. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, yeah. being seven, being seven and all, the only undefeated <laughs> team in the European League of Football, I mean, that actually says something. So you have to be good. To be seven or yes. you're playing football. Yeah, yeah, good and constant. Mm -hmm. um, well, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what surprises the second half of our season has in store for us. Now, after week eight, let's take a look at the conference standings. The North, the Northern Conference, is still led by the six and one Sea Devils, followed by the three and four Thunder, uh, four and three Thunder, the three mm -hmm. and four Panthers, and the two and five Kings. And then the Central Conference, led by the undefeated Vienna Vikings, seven wins. And then the four and three Raiders, four and three Galaxy, and the winless Search. And then the Southern Conference with the five and two Dragons, the four and three Rheinfire, the two and five Centurions, and the one and six Rams. What can we look forward to in week nine, Tim? 
Definitely to six games again because yeah, the bye weeks six, are over. Yeah, six games again. <laughs> one on Saturday, five on Sunday. So uh, exactly. Let's, let's 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 talk about the game on Saturday. Yes, Rheinfire going to Spain, playing against the Dragons. Well, I'm sure both teams want and definitely have to win this game, especially the mm -hmm. um, yeah, especially Rheinfire and no Dragons. Empire, both yeah. both have to prove now. So, what mm -hmm. do you expect to see? Who do and who do you expect to win here? Taking a winner is really difficult in this matchup. Yeah. Um, I would say that the uh, Barcelona Dragons actually will win against Rheinfire. Um, Coming back, I mean, they, they have to upset. In a way. Yeah, come, exactly. coming back from a brutal upset against Rams, they will not under underestimate any opponent ever again. I will say yeah. uh, this this season. Um, and with Rainfire coming in with the with the switch up at the quarterback position from Matt Adam to to Jaden Clark, um, I will say that Jaden will have a better game uh, as um, in Week Eight against the Hamburg Sea Devils. But the Barcelona Dragons yeah. will come away with, with the win because of Edwards and a uh, really good Barcelona Dragons defense. So I will say that the Barcelona Dragons will go 6-2 and two after yeah. week 9. And also the Dragons know Clark from season 1. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they learned their lesson. Uh, I'm, I think this, this uh, upset came right at the right time. Well, and then let's move over. Oh, no. So, so you think the Barcelona Dragons win? Yep. And yeah, I go with the Dragons as well. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. we actually both picked the Boston Dragons being six and two and the Rheinfire being four and four after week nine in the European yeah, football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also because they have so many they, they have so many roster moves now. So yeah. I guess the team has to find itself again. But mm -hmm. it's gonna be interesting That's to watch point. the Rheinfire after our bye week in week ten. So from week eleven, I'm sure they will fight back stronger. Mm -hmm. But then on Sunday, as you said, we have our five games and it's going to be hard to choose from. Uh, then the Centurions playing against the Thunder and Cologne has to win this game, but it's going to be hard because Thunder are just rolling at the moment. Yeah, I mean, Bill and Thunder winning uh, their their last three games, actually. And um, yeah, but we will have a Super Sunday on on this Sunday with five games uh, yeah, being yeah. Uh, played par parallel. So um uh, this this will be awesome. But looking at the Bell and Thunder game against the Clone Centurions, I would say that the Bell and Thunder will actually win against the Clone Centurions at home, um, being then five and three in the North Conference, and uh, then trailing only the Hamburg Sea Devils for uh, for for a spot in the playoffs. Yeah, would who would have guessed so before the <laughs> season? And yeah. then we have, and I go with the Thunder as well. I'm sorry, Centurions, but uh, they are just looking too strong at the moment. And I know that uh, Jan Weinreich, he can't play because he, unfortunately, he's still injured. So, mm -hmm. um, but then I, hopefully after after the bye week in week 10, um, the Centurions will, yeah, will fight back stronger like the Rheinfire. But then yeah, the next maybe. game on Sunday, exactly, maybe, who knows? Mm -hmm. Next game Sunday, Galaxy playing against the Panthers. Who do you pick? I would say the Frankfurt Galaxy will actually win against the Panthers on the road, being five and three. Then after week nine, um, because the yeah. offense, because the offensive side for the Frankfurt Galaxy is just rolling with uh, Reese Horn, the former NFL uh, wide receiver, and Jacob Sullivan being being back to his old form. So the Frankfurt Galaxy will actually, uh, I think, win against the uh, Rockland Panthers. But uh, we will have to see. I mean, um, um, former Denver Broncos head coach Gary Kubiak, who won the uh, who won Super Bowl Fifty. With the Denver Broncos yeah. is actually with the Rockland Panthers at the moment, being at the game on Sunday in Poland. So he will actually also coach maybe on the sideline. Uh, we will have to see. But 
um, he will be a great asset for the Rockler Panthers. Um, so yes. this will maybe make it more more interesting and more actually also difficult for the Frankfurt Galaxy to win against the Panthers on, on the road. But still, I would think that the Frankfurt Galaxy will actually come away with the win against the Panthers because they're at, at the moment their offense is just rolling and they're also their defense is also really really good with uh, Josiah, for example, the uh, the um, also linebacker. So they have they actually play really really good um, football at the moment. So I have yes. to pick the Frankfurt Galaxy over the Rockwell Panthers. I go with you. So I I pick, I pick the Galaxy as well. Mm-hmm. But then Rams playing against the Sea Devils. <laughs> I mean I would will I, I would love for the for the Eastern Rams to actually win against the Sea Devils and be uh, two two and six yes. and the Sea Devils being uh, six and two after week nine but uh, no, I have to go with the Hamburg Sea Devils in this matchup. Same, for, same. For, for obvious reasons, right? So, um, yeah. But maybe Sorry, next Ram. week, you and I, we just pick the wrong team again. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Who maybe. knows? We, we don't know. And that is the best thing about this league and about this game. We don't know. Um, but yes, I will go with the Sea Devils as well. Mm-hmm. And then Raiders playing against the Kings. That that's that's more interesting. That's an interesting game because this could yeah. be a trap game for the for the for the Raiders to roll. So the, actually, at this moment, the Raiders are uh, are sitting uh, at the last playoff spot. So being being the second best team in the European League of Football in their in their conference, uh, but losing this game would actually mean that they would drop out out of the playoff race. So. Mm-hmm. Um, this could be a great trap game um, for the Raiders to roll, visiting the Leipzig Kings on the road, uh, the two and five Leipzig Kings. Um, I mean, Connor Miller played a really good game with uh, Jones, with their um, former NFL and CFL wide receiver last uh, last week. Uh, no, two two weeks ago. I mean, they now had a bye week. Um, but uh, I have to go with the Raiders to roll. But it could be that the Leipzig Kings come away with the with an upset win here. Uh, in another really great upset game uh, for the yeah. European League of Football. So we will yeah. have to see, but I will go with Raiders Roll being 5-3. Yeah. I will go with the Kings then. Okay. <laughs> the, the slightly underdog. No, but I, I agree. And I think this game could be really interesting and great to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, both teams, as you said, the Raiders have to win, uh, but so do the Kings. Um yeah, that's going to be a good one. And you pick mm-hmm. the Raiders, so I go with the Kings. And then last game, Vikings playing in Stuttgart against the Surge. This will be well, the easiest one to pick, I would I guess say. so, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> or I think maybe will, another will... big upset. <laughs> That that would be a huge upset, but uh, I think we will we will we will both go with the Vienna Vikings visiting the Stuttgart Surge on the road, and the Vienna Vikings yes. being eight and zero still undefeated after week nine. Uh, eight and zero, can you believe that? That's crazy, but the Vienna Vikings are really really good all, all around team. So um, I, yeah. I actually think that they will go all the way to the to the championship game, but we will have to see it in the playoffs because the playoffs are always always different, always different than yeah. the regular season. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, as as I said, it's not going to get boring. So that's it, Tim. Thank you as always. Going looking forward to speaking to you again after week nine. Me too. <laughs> See which games we pick right and wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm excited to welcome my guest, Vienna Vikings defensive end Blake Nelson. And here he is. It is a pleasure to meet you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. How are you? 
I'm pretty good as well. Well, we we had, even though it was a short week, we had three interesting games, and uh, we saw you playing. Luckily, you are healthy again. It was your first game with the Vikings this season because you were injured for weeks. Uh, first question: Why couldn't you play? What happened there? Yeah, so um, a couple uh, a couple days before the first game, uh, during one of our practices, I just made a cut um, on the field, and you know my my calf uh, muscle in my calf just uh, sort of uh, partially tore. Um, so it was kind of a non-contact injury. Um, and so I was dealing with that for the first few games. And then, you know, in pre uh, preparation for Istanbul, um, it actually re-injured. So then it put me out even a couple more games. So, yeah, unfortunately, um, it, you know, something that seemed kind of small at the time sort of uh, lingered for for a long, long time. And so, um, yeah, this last game against the Raiders was the, uh, the first one I was able to play somewhat healthy, still getting back into shape, but uh, it felt good to be out there. Well, better late than never, I would say. And it was your time. So, um, as you said, at the game against the Raiders, you stepped out on the field and you showed us how good you are at this game. You only played the first half and you did an amazing job with eight total tackles, four and a half tackles for loss, three sacks, one forced fumble and one pass breakup. Blake, you missed this game, didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah. It's been <laughs> it's been uh, tough, tough just watching. But like I said, it felt so amazing to just to get out there and uh, join join all my brothers who I've been have been watching for this whole season so far. Yeah, as a professional athlete, how tough was it to miss the first games and to watch your teammates play and to not being able to join them and support them? Yeah, it was, it's very difficult. Um, you know, you, you come over here to play and, and, you know, the team invests a lot of, uh, you know, time and money and resources into uh, each player. And so, you know, the fact that I, I couldn't uh, fulfill my end of the, you know, the deal was, uh, has been frustrating, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm just so proud of this team for yeah. playing the way they have. So, you know, it's, uh, it'd be a lot more difficult if we're, you know, struggling and, And, uh, you know, our defense is playing bad, but uh, that's not the case. And they've been uh, playing really well. And so it's uh, made made it easier than, you know, if, uh, if we were struggling. But it still uh, has been difficult just, just having to watch. But like I said, I'm just so proud of the, the group that we have to be able to, yes. um, you know, each game uh, show out. And, uh, you know, makes me makes me feel a lot better about the situation overall. I'm sure it does. And you can be proud of them. And, and I know they are proud of you as well. But what's going through a player's mind when you hear the doctor tell you that you won't be able to play for a couple of weeks or maybe even that you are out for the rest of the season? Yeah, I mean, a lot goes through your mind. Um, and, you know, we've been a little bit unfortunate with the injury bug. I mean, we've had so many guys uh, go down super early in the season. And so, um you know, when you're, when you're told you're going to be out for a little bit, you, you sort of a lot of things run through your mind. You know, you're wondering if you're, you know, still going to be here that if you're, you know, because you kind of look around the league and players get released every week. And so, you know, everything kind of runs through your mind, but uh, I, I really credit this uh, organization for, um, you know, for me personally, they've put a lot of faith in me. They put a lot of trust in me for, um, you know, and coach Kaleka has been so, 
great at just reassuring that, uh, you know, they want me around, they want me to get healthy. And so I can contribute to, to this team, um, you know, whenever I'm, I'm back and fully healthy. Um, so it's uh, as difficult as it has been, um, you know, I just really credit uh, this organization for, you know, sticking, you know, to their word and, and just being so helpful along the way. And so I, I really, uh, really have appreciated that. It's made it easier than it uh, maybe would be in maybe somewhere else. So that's that's maybe true. But they know why they stick to you. So I mean, you are from the states. You played college football. You came to Europe in 2020. Um, yeah, and and you you clearly know how to play this game. Um, you fully recovered now. So will you be able to play the whole game again next week? Uh, yeah, that's definitely, that's definitely the goal. Um, you know, it's, I've been, I've been training hard, been getting ready and preparing, um, you know, football, it's, it's a hard thing to prepare for live action. Um, you know, the only thing that can really get you into football shape is playing football. So um, I really hope to be uh, able to go a full, full game this week. Um, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll listen to my body and if it's, yeah. uh, um, you know, if I start to fatigue, start to, you know, whatever happens, I'll, I'll be smart about it just so, because we do have the bye week next week. Um, however, you know, I want to be able to ramp it up and get into uh, where I can play a full game without having any issues. So that's definitely uh, the goal, but uh, you know, we'll, uh, I'll be also playing it smart since we have the whole rest of the season to, uh, to play that's well. True. So. That's true. And I'm sure you want to be out on the field. Well, the search will be your next opponent. How are you preparing for that game now for, for them? Because they had a tough season so far. Yeah, I mean, um, but we're, we're still preparing um, as, you know, for any opponent we face, we kind of approach it the same. Um, we really focus on ourselves and playing our best game. It doesn't really matter who uh, we line up against. It's more of a, we're kind of playing against ourselves and trying to be the best version of ourselves. And so, um, you know, I think we still have a little bit to go on that. You know, I, um, we've been playing very well, but uh, it doesn't really, you know, mean anything if we, you know, can't go out there and, and show it every day against whatever opponent. We can't play uh, to the level of our opponent. Um, and I think the coaches have done a good job of, of instilling that in us of just competing against ourselves and making sure that every time we go out there, we're, we're putting the best uh, product out on the field. Yeah. And I mean, so far, seven games played seven wins before the season started, we all knew, or we at least expected the Vikings to be a very strong franchise, but did you guys think that you would win all the games at least until now so far? Um, You know, I, Once again, I think the, you know, especially Coach Kaleike, we, we don't really, you know, obviously, you know, it's you want to win every game. You know, nobody's, uh, you know, saying that we we didn't want to be 7-0 at this point, but we really do uh, focus one game at a time. So, you know, at the beginning of the season, it was Raiders and, and Frankfurt. And so, you know, every week we want to go 1-0. And uh, we sort of reset the slate um, after every week, and we say we're 0-0. We're we haven't, uh, you know – We kind of reset the uh, the attention on each game, and so of course we definitely wanted to be undefeated at this point. Um, but we don't look to a certain point and say we want to be here at this point. We kind of focus on uh, each day at a time, and so in each game at a time. So 
Um, I really credit the coaches for sort of instilling that uh, level of focus on each each week at a time. Yeah. Was this maybe also one of the reasons why you joined the Vikings? Because I already mentioned, so you came to Europe in 2020. I think you went to, straight to Austria, right? And, uh, well, this season with the Vikings for the first time. Uh, yeah, what fascinates you about them? Yeah, so when I went uh, to Austria in 2020, I was in Graz and uh, playing for the Graz Giants in the AFL. And uh, because of the COVID season, we ended up only playing, uh, you know, it was a best of five series against the Vikings. And uh, so I, I played against them and I just kind of saw the organization that um, they were running. Obviously the team they had was phenomenal. Um, you know, it only lasted three, they beat us three games to nothing. So yeah. um, it was, uh, I could see the, the, uh, it cut off there. I'm not no, sure what no. happened. But, uh, oh, that, that sometimes well. it happens. It's just the connection. <laughs> But yeah, um, you know, as I said, it was, you know, when I did play down in, in Graz and I played against the Vikings, um, I could just see um, how how well the organization was was run and uh, how professional uh, the players and the team, the coaches all were. And so when uh, Coach uh, Kaleke called me um, and asked if I wanted to play, it was a very, very easy yes. Um, and <laughs> The Vienna is such a beautiful destination. And it the is. organization is, is run just so professionally from top all the way down to the bottom. So, um, you know, it's a very, very welcome destination for any player. And so, like I said, it was a, it was a very quick and easy yes to be able to, to join the team. <laughs> and what would winning the championship game this season, what would it mean to you? Oh, man, um, it would mean everything. I mean... Uh, these players and the guys who, you know, have put um, everything on the line, guys like Thomas Schnur, who, you know, has been such a warrior this whole season. He hasn't missed any time. He goes out and, you know, performs every day. Leon Bala, you know, all these, all the homegrown guys, I really want to win it mostly for them because, you know, they're all, they've all played together for so long and to play at such a high level um, together It's uh, such a fun thing to watch. And so yeah. I would love to win it, you know, obviously on a, a personal level, but I would, I want to see all these guys who have been um, playing together their whole lives, win it, uh, win it for, for themselves. So. Yeah. I mean, we, we can only imagine. And I'm, I'm very much looking forward to watching you play and perform in week nine, hopefully the whole game. Um, thank you very much, Blake. It was great talking to you. And let's see if there's going to be a team that can win against the Vienna Vikings. As we saw last week, maybe it's going to be the Istanbul Rams. <laughs> yep, yep. You can't take any, any week off. You really can't miss league. <laughs> exactly. But, um, well, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see you uh, until the rest of the season and how you're going to perform. I'm sure you will have a lot of games uh, that you can celebrate afterwards. So I'm wishing you a great game on Sunday. And again, thank you very much. And everybody else, thank you very much for listening. And, as, well, you hear from us again next week. Bye-bye.